Okay, I'm milling about at Tribeca Film Festival, and joining me now is Harry Hamlin, starring in Rebirth. It's so good to see you. Hi there. It's good to see you again. Tell me about this film. What are the messages of this movie, do you think? I mean, we're living in a society that never talks to each other anymore, right? You're on texting all the time. Well, I'm I'm old, so <laughs> I I still talk to people, and I, I'm not really a texter, and uh, I'm not really a social media guy. Uh, but I think that um, beyond that concept, the movie really is about um, you know people trying to find themselves in this modern age, and uh, and in this case, uh, the main character is um, is drawn into uh, this cult-like experience of rebirth, which is a kind of est-like um, self-actualization experience. Um, but but different from Est and, and different from anything I've ever seen, in fact, because it uh, it seems to combine, combine um, hyper uh, psychological realities and unrealities along with hypersexual realities and unrealities. Uh, and in in the case of my character, I play the kind of sex guru, I think, which uh, you played so brilliantly. I don't think did you ever think you'd ever say a line like that in your entire life. Um, uh, which one? Which Are you threatened by? Oh, <laughs> that was that was the line that that got me to do the movie. When I read that line, I said, "I have to say this line. I have to do this movie because that line has to be said by me." And that was actually that you you hit the nail right on the head. That was the reason I did the film. That is so cool. So, have you experienced actualizations? Have you ever tried to do S or any of those things when you were younger? Um, no, I never did any of the self-actualization sort of weekend things like that. Uh, I read a lot of the books, um, and so I kind of did it on my own. Um, and uh, I continue to read books like that, books, self-actualization, self-help books and things like that. I find that it's fascinating to explore that part of the psyche. Um, but uh, but no, I never did an actual like experience thing. So you've never like got into a room and pounded pillows and you weren't allowed to pee and what? Like all that crazy stuff. No, I've never done anything like that, but I I have pounded pillows. I have uh I have been I've been in, in men's groups where we get together and pound pillows from time to time. So and that I find that that's uh sometimes um it's a good release. You know. Yeah, it's like a therapy session in many ways. Do you ever do that with Lisa? Do you like uh, group therapy or marriage therapy or anything like that? We do whatever's necessary to make sure that our relationship stays on track and that that we have um, a household that is um, calm and sane. And we've been very successful with that, in fact. Yeah, because things can get a little crazy. Didn't you have like a robbery not too long ago in your store? And you were robbed twice, I think. We were robbed three times. Three? In 45 days. And that was one of the things that that caused us to actually shut down the, the bricks and mortar part of our business. And now the business has morphed into QVC. And it's very much more successful on QVC than it was as bricks and mortar. Oh, very, very cool. I was talking to Carl earlier, and he said he was inspired a little bit, maybe subconsciously, by Sleep No More. Have you been? Have you gone since you've been in New York? Do you, have you seen no, it? I have not. I have not. But that would be interesting. Do, do they have immersive theater in, in Los Angeles? Um, there have been a couple of, of shows in L.A. that were totally immersive. Um, uh, 
there was one that was there for years and years and years and years in a in a big building, and you went from room to room to room, and, uh, and I forget the name of it, but I went to it several times, actually. That was back in the, in the 80s. Do you see yourself doing theater someday? Would you like to get on the stage here in New York? Well, I've done three Broadway plays so far, and, uh, and I want to come back and do more, but I've, I've made a, a commitment to my kids that I was not going to leave L.A. until they, were, until they left. You know? And so I've got one going off to college next year, and then another three years before my youngest goes off to college. And, and Lisa and I just recently were here in New York looking at schools, and we were talking about um, coming back to New York and actually maybe uh, getting a place here, keeping our place in L.A., but, but moving to New York for a decade and seeing what that would be like because we've been out in L.A. for so long. But, yeah, um, I, de- I mean, I'm, I'm offered plays a lot, and I have to turn them down because I'm not going to leave home. Plays that I've done here have all been limited commitments. I did play at the, at the Roundabout and the Circle and the Square, and also I did a revival of Chicago on Broadway, but we knew that they weren't going to be more than five-month commitments. To do you know, a real commercial Broadway play, you sign up for you know, a kind of an open-ended run, and you can be here for a year at least. But even five months is too much. I wouldn't be away from the kids for more than a couple of weeks. So now they, are they studying anything in entertainment? Or are they sort of getting away from that? My kids are studying. Um, in, they're doing you know, nor- normal high school stuff. Uh, but my oldest daughter is a singer, so she may get into that as well. And mo- both of my girls are like modeling. and uh, So, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to pursue a career some, somehow, I think, in the arts. But I don't, I don't think it's going to be acting. And you're happy about that, or no? <laughs> I would be fine with that, I, you know, if they wanted to do it. But they just don't, you know, they see, they see us in our life. And, you know, the life of an actor is, uh, is somewhat mercurial. I mean, it's not exactly uh, stable in the, in the sense that you know where your next meal is always going to come from. Um, so they've seen us have, go through ups and downs and have to deal with that. And, and we've dealt with it very well. But I think that... Um, I think they've seen enough of it, if you ask me. <laughs> You've been choosing so many interesting roles lately. I loved your role in Shameless. Mm-hmm. And uh, you did the Mad Men stuff. Is there a, a shift in your career in that direction? I would say so, yeah. I think, um, you know, I just decided a few years ago that I was going to do uh, what I wanted to do. And... Uh, I think in the past, uh, you know, because, you know, now Lisa and I are sort of sharing the breadwinning and uh, in the family, and because we have a clothing business that's doing quite well, um, you know, I'm able to do things because I want to do them rather than because I have to do them, you know. So that's uh, also it's very freeing to, and so that you, if you see the work that I've done in the last few years, it's mainly because of that shift. Do you enjoy the retail side of, of, of this business? Do you, are you, I see you're dressed very nice. You must be a bit of a clothes horse. Um, you know, this is odd because I'm not at all a clothes horse. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, most of the stuff that I, I, I have, I either got from film sets or, uh, or Lisa bought it for me. But really? You, you keep all your clothes from, from movies? They let you? Well, this jacket that I'm wearing right now, as a matter of fact, was one of four of the exact same jackets that were bought for a scene in Veronica Mars. 
uh, because it was a fight scene and they thought that the jacket would get destroyed so they bought four of them and they had one left over and they gave it to me and and um, so that was like 10 years ago so you see I'm obviously not up to date with my clothing um, it held up <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it held up what other clothes have you you know gotten from movies most of my a lot of my suits are from movies and uh, belts shoes I don't shop at all. I mean, you... You shop on the movie set. You, you will never find me in a store. I don't ever go to stores. I mean, I, if I have to buy a present for someone, I'll go to a store. But I never shop for myself. I haven't bought anything for myself in probably six or seven years. So the whole thing was Lisa's idea to start this business, obviously. Well, the, the clothing business is a different deal. I mean, that, uh, that was our idea because Lisa... We were sitting at the kitchen table one day looking at InStyle magazine, and we opened it up, and there was a, another picture of Lisa at some opening somewhere. I mean, there was, and she was dressed, and it said, Always Stylish Lisa Renna. And I turned to her, and I said, You know what? You're coming out. You're in these magazines all the time for your clothes. We should do something about that, you know? Um, and we thought, well, maybe we'll start a line of clothing. Maybe we'll this or that. We, we ended up on building stores and starting a retail business. So we did that for... Uh, for eight years until we were robbed out of it. So you mentioned earlier that you're old. I don't think you're old, but you are going to be 65. So do you have a plan for like a big celebration? Well, I'm going to have a Medicare party. I am. No, (laughs) seriously. I'm not joking. (laughs) No, because uh, my 50th was right uh, around 9-11. And so no one was in a partying mood for that. And that was going to be the big one. You know, I had a huge party planned for my 50th. And uh, and then we had to abandon those plans because it just was not right, you know. And uh, and then I was working during my 60th. And so um, hopefully if I'm not working in October for my 65th, I will have the Medicare celebration because uh, I've passed the, the AARP one up. That's, that is the weirdest thing in the world, I think, getting into AARP. Well, I've never joined. They keep trying to get me to join. They, say, they find you, these people. Hey, by the way, I'm starting to get these letters about Medicare, too. I mean, there, there's some, like, big brother out there that knows exactly everybody who's turning 60 or 50 or whatever, and then they try to find you, and they try to harness you, and, and I'm, I'm going to resist that as long as I can. Thank God for SAG. I'm with you on that one. So what's, what's the takeaway from this film? What do you want audiences to get? Well, you know, it's... The film is is a dark comedy, and it's it's ambiguous at the end, but I think uh, it's a great ride. It's a great ride for... uh, It's going to be on Netflix, too, so, you know, people will be able to watch it at home. And your next project, you have another book in the works? I have have lots of stuff in the works, but uh, I have this movie, uh, Defrost, which is in post-production now, and it's the first virtual reality uh, live-action narrative film that's ever been done and uh, Randall Kleiser directed it and um, virtual reality you see it on the Oculus Rift or the Samsung Gear you don't watch it in a movie theater it's just a it's a whole new format that's coming out Uh, it's wild I don't know about that well we'll see I think it you know I think uh, virtual reality has real potential well Harry Hamlin thank you so much for joining me always a pleasure Always new. Always refreshing. Always candid. Always billing about. Robin Milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.